Okay, here we go. Now put it in reverse. Got it. Now forward. Okay. Reverse. Now turn the wheel. Alright. Turn the wheel! No! Reverse! Left reverse! Right. Slow the out! Don't kill it! Kill it! Kill the owner! There's a reason they say curse like a sailor. I said reverse! Many reasons. Progressive's boat insurance has you covered. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Well, we're back now. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Welcome to the NBA Front Office Show. I am your host, Keith Smith. We are brought to you by CLNS Media. We are doing our trade deadline wrap-up show, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Pete Toll. Pete, how are you tonight? Oh, man, I'm just trying to get over the whirlwind of, of the last couple of days with all the moves, but uh, I think I think we're all ready to dive in and, and get through it. Yeah, just, just absurd. And joining us, our producer, Connor Elkon. How's it going today? Man, it's going good. I was just telling you guys that like these past two days have been the busiest days at work. And then my phone's also going off every two seconds because the teams are going crazy and trading everyone. So it's been an interesting two days. Yeah, this was just absolutely bananas. How I know was uh, I just finished eating dinner, which I scarfed down and I was almost done. And then I was like, what kind of mashed potatoes are these? These taste a little weird. My wife's like, they're not. They're cauliflower mashed potatoes. So like, <laughs> All right. So she she managed to slip some healthy food in there on me when I wasn't really paying much attention. And I ate all of it before I uh, even knew what I was doing. So, so, yeah, so good times there. But, yes, absolutely a whirlwind. There were a ton of trades to get through. Uh, we ended last night's episode. Um, so you might want to listen to that one and then come into this one. We ended uh, as the auto porter to the Chicago Bulls trade broke live. And then it felt like, what, guys, every two minutes after that, we got another deal uh, yeah. for the next couple hours. And then, you know, and then the, today started out kind of quiet and then just went bananas uh, late in the day. So where we want to start out with, though, today's show wrapping up the big storyline of the trade deadline has really dominated the last couple of weeks is Anthony Davis. Would he get traded? Would he not get traded? And he did not get traded. The New Orleans Pelicans held on to him. So, Pete, I want to start with you. Mm-hmm. Did the Lakers lose the trade deadline because they couldn't get a deal done for Anthony Davis? I think so, because now, I mean, you look at um, Sacramento, who made some moves. They're, I mean, they're right there with them. And, and I'm going to bet money on Sacramento pushing forward more than the Lakers kind of dysfunction because you got Lonzo injured, Brendan Ingram's up and down. Um, you know, LeBron has been hurt. He's coming back. But now there's rumors that he's not really, you know, d- having a good rapport with Luke Walton. It's just all kinds of a mess there. Um, you know, I don't have faith that this current roster can really, you know, push for more than maybe the AC seed in, in the West, which is going to get you blown out, you know, if you're playing, you know, the Golden State, you know, type team. So we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, you, you touched on it there. The Lakers are now team turmoil. You know, they have to go back and resell all these young guys on, you know, wanting to be there. The Los Angeles Clippers, who we'll talk about later, they they made a couple of curious moves um, to, to position themselves. And the Lakers are two and a half behind them. But right in between them is the Sacramento Kings, who are, you know, full game ahead of the Lakers still. So it'll be, you know, something to watch for there. I still have a hard time, you know, believing a LeBron James-led team will make the playoffs. But if LeBron, for whatever reason, can't stay healthy or if, you know, what if he just decides, all right, I've had enough this year. I'm going to kind of go into full-on coast mode the rest of the way. Then maybe we'll see it. Con, how are you feeling about the Lakers? No AD trade. Did they lose the trade deadline? I mean, like lose the trade deadline with to what 
respect, I guess. Like, what, what does that even mean? You couldn't get a deal because the other team didn't want to do a deal with you? Like, the, the, there was no winning, I guess, if that's the case, because they probably offered everything they could, and the Pelicans clearly didn't want it. So that means they clearly don't want it this summer. So they just learned more information about how they're not going to get AD. So I don't know, <laughs> like, like I don't, I don't think it's losing the trade deadline. It's just learning information. Uh, so so I, th- I think what you're saying is not only did they lose the trade deadline, but they already lost the summer too. <laughs> so it's, I mean, know, it, it depends is, on yeah, how you define yeah. lose. Sure. Yeah. You could win. No, you, could, you could win by getting another top guy next to LeBron and that's fine. You're like if Kawhi comes to the Lakers or if KD decides to team up with LeBron, like you can't say they lost the summer. So they just lost the Anthony Davis sweepstakes, but clearly they were never in it. Yeah, for sure. And that's the old, you know, sometimes the best trades are the ones you don't make, uh, you know, your thought process, which is totally fair. So, you know, and it's probably not fair to say the Lakers lost the trade deadline, but I think, you know, more to the point of it is going to be hard for them to get into the postseason now. So coming on the, the backside, they didn't make a move. But, you know, they, the Boston Celtics, they, they kind of come out of this thing feeling pretty good. I think mm-hmm. they, you know, now they're they're well positioned to trade for Anthony Davis, whether he wants to go to Boston or not. Uh, we've already discussed that Danny Ainge does not care. So, you know, he will go, you know, all in to get Davis. The Boston's best hopes were that, that we hit three o'clock and then there was no late breaking report of, OK, they got it in the queue just at the last minute. And Davis is going to to the Lakers, you know, or elsewhere, some other surprise team that that didn't happen. So now the Celtics are sitting there feeling pretty good about their op- opportunity to get Davis this summer. And I think, you know, they probably did some work to convince the Pelicans, hey, this this is here. You know, those that's what all the reports were. We're going to have this big offer for you, um, you know, and go. Well, one thing that the only move the Celtics did make today was they dumped Jabari Bird onto the Atlanta Hawks. They'll wave Bird. And then what ha- what's going to happen from there is the um, Celtics are going to now have an open roster spot to use in buyout season. And what I was told is their plan is to use what they've left of their taxpayer mid-level exception dumping bird wasn't enough to get them out of the tax this year so what they would like to do is they would like to use that to bring in a guy for about four ish million or so uh this year and then get that a second year deal on that of about 4.5 or so million which goes towards adding matching salary for a trade for davis so we'll see ultimately where that goes, if that is, you know, how Boston goes. But, you know, as it stands today, the Celtics, you know, despite doing nothing, they come out of this thing, you know, I think feeling as good as you can for not doing anything. But let's get to the teams that did did stuff. Con, I want real quick, it's been, you know, uh, 12, 24-ish plus hours since the auto porter trade. Do you feel any different today? about it we, we learned a couple other things about some of the picks and in that or the pick going the other way and those kind of things any any different thoughts on porter to the bulls yeah it's funny because yesterday i was like oh maybe they're gonna get like a pick or something back also um but they were the one that gave up the pick but <laughs> yesterday yesterday i was really confused when that trade was announced on the pod i was flustered and i don't know how unsure like i don't know if i've been this unsure of a trade um in a long time because like it could work out if like Lowry and Wendell live up to their potential and become like stars and Dunn and Levine play really well. And then Porter is just that nice role player while everyone else is on a rookie scale deal. Or it could just be that Porter is a lot of money and doesn't perform up to it. So I'm, I'm torn. Um, it's just, I'm just torn with the bulls overall. So that's why I think I'm a little bit jaded. Uh, so come back to me next season with that one. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll have to mark that down. We'll talk to Con a year from now and see how he's feeling. You know, there was a couple things about Porter. One thing just kind of funny, and this is not a be-all, end-all thing by any means, but as they did a comparison side-by-side on, I think it was NBA TV this morning, both Jabari Parker and Bobby Porter average more points and rebounds per game than Otto Porter does. So that, you know, kind of struck me as a little funny. Um, but then, you know, the, the bigger basketball, point was a lot of people made the good point of Porter has been very much a dependent player who's paid like a lead player 
you know, so it's going to really be important that, that guys like Zach Levine and then the young guys, as you mentioned, step forward to kind of, you know, help Porter settle into what seems to be his natural role. So so we, we talked about that one live. Doesn't sound like we've changed too much. So let's get into the deals that happened both last night and into today. And let's start out with a deal on the West Coast since we already touched on it very, very briefly. The Sacramento Kings and Dallas Mavericks hooked up. The, the Kings pick up Harrison Barnes. The Mavericks get Justin Jackson, Zach Randolph, who they are going to waive. And then Salah Mejri, they had to waive to take in two for one in this trade. So, Pete, Kings, they're they're going all in on this playoff chase. They don't have their first-round pick, so there's no reason not to. Then they're, they're, they're going after it by adding Barnes. Yeah, they're going to get steady production from Barnes, too, because he pretty much can complement um, – Buddy Heald and De'Aaron Fox, they're, you know, kind of on the wings. Um, you know, they're going to push really hard to to get past the Clippers and and maybe even a little higher if they can get maybe even the seventh seed um, in the West. And I, I like it because now it's a all-in. They went from, you know, being really, really bad for a number of years to really, really good fundamental pieces in, in Bogdanovich and Heald and um, Fox. And then now you add the veteran presence of Barnes and – you know, there's nothing not to really like about this deal. I like it better than the rumored going after Otto Porter. So, um, you know, I just like Harrison Barnes fit a little bit better. Yeah, so I'm going to put you on the spot here. So mm-hmm. let, let's say it's the – well, I'm going to I'm gonna assume we all think Utah makes it, right? They're, right. they're in the seventh seed. So really mm-hmm. let's say it's between the Clippers, Kings, and Lakers for the eighth seed in the Western Conference. Maybe one of them moves up to seven, but, but for you know that last playoff spot in the West, who do you pick, Pete, of those three teams? I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say the Sacramento Kings barely edge out um, the Clippers, and then who falls to – 10th is the Lakers. I think there's really going to be only a game or two difference between um, between all of those three teams. Um, it's not going to be much. I just don't, like I said earlier, I don't think that the Lakers, just with the dysfunction and the number of injuries that have kind of hit and just the chemistry of that team, I just don't think it's enough, even with LeBron. And then um, I mentioned yesterday that I thought that the Clippers might still try to reach the playoffs. I still believe that they're going to be right there. I don't know that they're going to tank the rest of the season, even though you guys did both make a good point as to why they would do that. I still think that, you know, they'll be right there, but I just don't think, you know, not really having a, you know, bona fide go-to guy like they had in Tobias Harris. I don't think that it's going to be enough um, to overcome the the surging um, Sacramento Kings. All right, Con, same question to you. Who gets that last spot in the West? I will not bet against LeBron, so I'm going to go with the Lakers. And again, it's strictly because of LeBron James. Um, It just doesn't make any sense to me that LeBron would miss the playoffs. And I could be wrong. Um, I've been wrong before, but I'm just not going to bet against him because we all did it last year with the Cavs. Um, although I didn't, I definitely picked them for the finals and they got, he got there. He didn't let me down then. So I don't think he's going to let me down now. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Con, and it's the, for the exact same reason. My brain won't let me process LeBron not in the playoffs. I I just cannot imagine turning the TV on that first weekend of the playoffs in mid-April and LeBron James isn't a part of it. So, so that's it's the only reason. Now I I I'm I'm kind of rooting for the Kings here. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to see them get in there. I think no matter who it is is going to get absolutely you know steamrolled by the golden state warriors i you know i I don't think they even win a game it would be surprising if they did maybe one if the warriors are you know all right we're up 3-0 we can throw away game four um but that that's that's the best bet there so all right so so we all they think like this move for the king short term uh as they bring harrison barnes in um you know i think think we're all in agreement he's gonna help there he's an upgrade on justin jackson but justin jackson's a guy who's come a long way he's really become a pretty good shooter and I think he pairs well for the Dallas Mavericks between um, Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis in the Mavericks kind of new, um, you know, front core wing rotation call, call whatever you want to be. I think Jackson will be a nice fit alongside those two guys. And in Dallas, also by virtue of this move, they, they – they now are poised again to be a cap space team. Now uh, the summer as they shed off Barnes salary of 25 million for next year. So, so that's, you know, good solid work by the Mavs. I think the goal in Dallas is rebuild this thing quickly 
and get this team back to being a playoff team so Luca and Porzingis can start getting that experience. I think they'd be content with next year, you know, stepping into the seventh or eighth seed, <clears throat> take your lumps out one round through the playoffs, and then come back around from from there with that playoff experience to try to be an even better team there after that. So so you know good good things to come from from the Mavs. Really exciting things to come from the Kings the rest of this year. Now guys I want to get into the East because the teams at the top of the East, man, they they did stuff. They are all going for it. And the the team I want to start with here is the Toronto Raptors. They made two trades today. They traded the, the minor one, let's just get it out of the way. They traded Greg Monroe off to the Brooklyn Nets. It sounds like Monroe will be waived by the Nets. That was just a let's lower the tax and let's open up yet another roster spot. And why I say yet another roster spot is because they made a massive deal today where they traded Jonas Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, C.J. Miles, and a 2024 Toronto second-round pick to the Memphis Grizzlies for Marcus Hall. Now, this is something we've all talked about. Pete, I think this was one of your predictions. Mm-hmm. Um of, of a trade trade, you know, you, you thought we might see. So, so I'm going to give the floor to you first. What mm-hmm. is Gasol going to bring to Toronto? Um, well, not just his scoring and rebounding, but his passing. That's a, a very valuable asset. I think that, um, I think obviously he starts, I saw some people say, well, is Abaka really going to push to, um, to backup center instead of, um, starting. And I think he fits better there because then he can come off the bench, do what he needs to do. You, you give, Siakam the power forward spot and I think they they can complement each other well I really really like the move for Toronto and um, sadly even though the Sixers made a great move in Tobias Harris it it puts a lot of pressure um, along with Milwaukee's moves too on on Philadelphia for those top spots like you said and um, it's going to be tough there in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, so and, and I saw that as well. Of you know, people saying, "Well, I guess it's going to be Gasol and Ibaka up front." There, there's no way they're going to bench Pascal Siakam. He's been too good. The guy was almost an All Star. So I think what you're going to see is, I think you might see them do what they did when they had Valanciunas, which is they'll mix and match. Mm-hmm. And I think Ibaka starts when it's a little more mobile and perimeter based, big. And then when you need when you're going up against, say, the um the Philadelphia 76ers of the world and Joel Embiid, that's when you roll out with Gasol and you put him out there to kind of play. Hey, you know, for, for my opinion, I think Gasol is a huge upgrade over um, Valanchunas. I think right is you're dealing from, from a position of depth there. He's a pending restricted free agent. You already have Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet. CJ Miles, I've been saying this all day, he's more name than game. At this point, he's just a guy who, you know, he hasn't really been in the rotation for large portions of the year for Toronto. So, so you know, you're you're moving out those two guys, and I and I think Gasol is just better than Valanciunas in every every way. And I'm a big Valanciunas guy, but you know, he gives you a lot of what Valanciunas gives you plus more. I think they can run the exact same sets they run with Ibaka because of Gasol's ability to shoot, and he's a great passer. So, Khan, is there – Do you, I want to flip it. Maybe you don't see any, but is there any downside to this deal for Toronto that you see outside of maybe giving up a little bit of their depth? Um, There really isn't because, one, you now you get Gasol instead of Valanciunas's contract next year, which – Valanciunas was playing fine, so it's not that bad. Um, sure. I, I am high on DeLon Wright, so but you have to give up some sort of asset here, and you could view uh, Valanciunas' contract as not even that positive of an asset. So to do that and just um, DeLon Wright with, like you said, Miles not even really playing that well this year at all, so I don't think that's really a downside for this deal for Toronto. So, like... The only downside is, yeah, DeLon Wright has high, I think it has high upside, but the upside is maybe like fringe starting point guard, shooting guard. Um, And that's a valuable player. It's just something you have to give up to get Gasol on this team. Yeah, and I think, think, as Pete kind of referenced, Toronto looked around and said, all right, so Philly went all in. They they made their big move. Boston's playing better than they've played all season long. And and then Milwaukee, which we'll get to them in just a minute here, they you know made a big move to 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 add to their depth. And I think Toronto said we gotta do something. And you know, for, for them, I, I like this. I think you know it, it keeps keeps them right there at the top with, with those other four. You know, as just as a basketball fan, you should be super excited 
excited at how good these four teams are at the top of the East. Like it's, you know, we're, we're all, we're already flipping into the second round, you know, late, late April, early May and saying, all right, here we are. These are these four teams. It's going to be great. And it's, and it's cool too, because Milwaukee's kind of run away a little bit. They're two games up on Toronto and Boston and Philly are, you know, making noise there in the three, four spots. It's going to make it really important down the stretch because I, I think everybody wants to be in position to be, you know, one or two, ideally. So it'll be curious to see if the Bucks can hold everybody off as, you know, the Celtics and Philly and Toronto make a run at them and who lands in the two or the three, three um, uh, spots or, or whatever. So I don't, you know, it'll be, be really curious to see, um, you know, where all of this goes at the top of the East, but it, but it should be, you know, very exciting to everybody to see that. So, uh, um, no, go, Keith, go ahead. Real, real quick. I was going to say, I'm, I'm curious to see what the Raptors do with the, with their couple roster spots, because I believe yeah. I counted as at 11 players they have. So yeah, it's, it's, they're definitely down guys now. Cause they, they, they had traded away. They were already down. Let's see. So they were, they already they had thirteen, and then they did this three for one, so that took took away two. They're down eleven, then they're down Monroe, so they're actually down only ten guys. Wow, um, on the roster, and you have to have at least fourteen. So, right. so they're going to have to fill things out very quickly. And part part of why they moved Monroe and Malachi Richardson previously was to get off their money, um, so that lessens their tax hit. Now they do have their full um, uh, taxpayer mid level exception to work with. So, so I would guess that they might throw a little bit of that money at some guys to more than just the you know prorated veteran minimum. Now what's the I know the time frame to get back to fourteen is two weeks, two weeks. But what is like they only have ten, so is there a certain like minimum mandate that they have to yeah, reach? They have to Other... suit up at least nine guys for every game. Okay. Um now what they could do is I don't think they've got anybody who's hurt, but they could um if you had somebody who's hurt, we've seen this. Like I remember back in the day, there was a guy sitting on the bench in full uniform with a cast on his arm. And mm-hmm. it was just, you have to put, you know, nine guys in uniform every game. So yeah, so it's, it's going to be a little messy though for, for Toronto because you know, they're, they're, they're going to have to fill out those, you know, last really four roster spots here, you know, as we go, go down the stretch. So yeah, that's a good point, Pete. You know, um, that definitely something to keep an eye on how they fill that out because it's probably going to be as important for them as it is anybody else. So, right. which is why, quite frankly, I don't, I don't fully understand the the Monroe, um, the the yeah, sorry to get, get off him. You know, I don't. Yeah, that one doesn't make a ton of sense to me. I thought he had been, you know, kind of okay for for the Raptors. So, um, let's stick with the Memphis side or flip over to the Memphis side now. Um, they obviously get all franchise icon gone, and now they're gonna, you know, really kind of kick off a rebuild. They did a lot of that today, but it looks like the rest of that will go into next season. As you know, Mike Conley did not get traded. He'll finish the year in Memphis, but likely he will get moved on from this summer. So, so Con, I want to stay with you. You mentioned DeLon Wright, kind of his upsides fringe starter maybe. Are you looking at it? He's probably, as it stands right now, the point guard of the future for the Grizzlies. Um, One of the point guards of the future. I think okay. he could definitely be the bench point guard of the sure. future. Um, And, I mean, so last week we did Grizzlies mock trade deadline on the bench mob, and this is almost the idea the exact deal that I did with the Raptors as Memphis GM, which was, it was Gasol for DeLon Wright and a second and Valanchunas. Um, mm-hmm. No, and Malachi Richardson instead of the second. Sorry. So it's like fairly similar without CJ sure. Miles in there. Yeah. And the reasoning behind that was because, look, I'm trying to find as many diamonds in the rough as I can. You never know when a under kind of valued player can turn, just turn up his career for a little bit and get on the right track and, outperform expectations and Delon Wright has that potential. I think he's a long like six three, six four. He's athletic, can defend, um, can get to the rim. He needs to work on his passing and his shot, but I think those are things that can get there, especially with this increased opportunity that he's gonna get. So I think it's worth the flyer and you weren't gonna get too much for Gasol anyway. Yeah, no, agreed. That's the thing. I think I think a lot of people are like this is all they got, but that just, to me says you're a pretty casual observer. He's just not the same guy he once was. You know, this isn't defensive player of the year, uh, Marcus. All you know, he is the um, you know, he, it's just not not who he is. You know, so we'll we'll see. You know, kind of where it goes uh, from from there. 
Um, just a little bit of breaking news here. Uh, LeBron James selected Kyrie Irving for the All-Star game. Um, that <laughs> oh was his, God, that was Kyrie's his second the Lakers. Pick. <laughs> yeah, that was his second pick. His first pick was Kevin Durant. Um, Giannis, Giannis went with Stephen Curry as he you know, promised he would do um, there. So, so t- Team LeBron is LeBron, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, and James Harden. And Team Giannis is Giannis, Steph, Joel Embiid, Paul George, and Kemba Walker. Uh, so far, the the reserves are being uh, being now announced now. So we'll mm. we'll see where that goes. Giannis, I believe he has the first pick of the reserves. And he already said his first pick was going to be Chris Middleton, which I of think course, yeah. is pretty cool. You know, I think yeah. it's good for him. Um, all right, back to the trades though. So so Memphis, I you know Valanciunas, fine. You know, I I don't hate his contract. That's fine. Um, you know, that's a movable contract next year if you need to. You know, figure that out around there. I think he kind of pairs well with Jaron Jackson Jr. as he's you know, kind of Gasol-ish um, mm-hmm. at the five. I, I like Wright as a, you know, to take a shot, you know, so you see what you got on him. The other trade they made today, I don't really understand it. Um, nope. You know, quite frankly, pretty confused here. They they traded away Jamichael Green and Garrett Temple. That part's okay, right? Though if you're if you're tearing this thing down, you might as well tear it down. But then they, they got Avery Bradley back from the Los Angeles Clippers, which really just kind of, that that one boggled my mind a little bit. I don't I don't really get it. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me for the Memphis side. Pete, am I missing something? I did, I'm right there with you. I'm surprised they didn't move off of um, Holiday either. Um, and you look at the basically look at the depth chart for the Grizzlies. Who is going to play the backup four? Like, are you going to have a backup five? Because you got Joe Kim, Noah, Ivan Rab. If you bring back Chandler Parsons, he could play the four. I mean, CJ Miles maybe could slide yeah, up. No and play way. A little Parsons more. is like, never going to play for them again. So, like, what what are they doing? Because they waive Caspi, which obviously he's yeah. he's out for the year anyway. And then you're looking at Dylan Brooks is out for you know the season. So yeah. Wananabi and Washburn are your your two way guys. And I just and, don't. And I haven't seen how they brought in the three for one in the the Toronto trade. I'm assuming mm-hmm. you know Bruno Caboclo got cut loose. Uh, from from his uh from his ten day, and then then I know they they got rid of Caspi, but that still was um. Well, they yeah, were talking okay, that about that Caboclo right? would yeah. end up being somebody that they're looking to sign for the rest of the season, and then a, okay. and add some money for next year. So huh. I don't know if he'll get brought back or not. I didn't see anything that he got waived, but like you said, to construct the trade, it'll be interesting to see how they they do all that. Yeah, they did. They definitely, you know, my guess is they did the the way it'll sequence out. They'll do the Clippers trade first, so that frees up one roster spot, and then they they waive Caspi um, for the second. So maybe, maybe that gets them. I don't know. It's my it's too that's too much math. You should, you should have worked the math for the for the Atlanta Hawks. It would have yeah, worked right? better for them. <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, and then you know, just a, a minor move that the Grizzlies made in tandem while we're talking about uh, you know smaller moves. They traded Shelvin Mack away for Tyler Dorsey from the Atlanta Hawks, but Mack reportedly will be waived by the Hawks. Um, you know, Memphis t- taking a shot on Dorsey. You know, see see what you know if you you can kind of catch lightning in a bottle there and figure something out with him as a young player. So you know, I I just I don't get this deal to bring in Avery Bradley uh Green and Temple were both free agents it doesn't sound like they got anything to paid to take on Bradley Bradley's got two million guaranteed of his 12 million dollar contract next season so yeah it's just confusing for me Con, is there something Pete and I are missing or are you in the same place where what I don't get it either no I, I saw the tweet and I was like Jamichael Green and Garrett Temple for Avery Bradley and, I, and then I looked away and I was like wait what what happened and then i looked back and then i still didn't understand it and i still don't understand it because it doesn't really move the needle in any direction um for the clippers it gets them depth which is cool if they're trying to go for the playoffs but like we talked about yesterday we thought that they wouldn't be doing that so pete maybe you're right and they are uh because i i i don't know it's just weird yeah 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 i don't get it (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, this one is confused. I'm going to have to. This might be one of those. Maybe it makes more sense tomorrow. Yo, after I've kind of processed everything through and and see what it looks like. But as it stands right now, we're we're all confused. So I mean, there's a reason. There's a reason. Right. There's like the teams have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like I I want to know what that is. But like I'm struggling to come uh, up. Maybe they really love Avery Bradley. Um, You know, they for, for the Clippers side. 
all right, fine. Green and Temple, if they're they they don't add any money for next year, so that's good. They can help keep them at least you know somewhat competitive. Here, I would assume you know Temple kind of replaces Bradley in a way. Green will replace will replace Tobias Harris, and you know, and we move it forward with you know those two guys in around the kind of the rest of the the Clippers castoffs. I will say that Clippers group, man, that is a Doc Rivers team now. That's just a bunch of you know gamers, guys who will go out there and dive on the floor and get after it, and you know beat people up. So you know, good good on the uh, Clippers, you know, for 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 kind of putting that together as they went. Um, Clippers did make another minor move here. They, they traded um, Mike Muscala, who they acquired in the Harris trade. They flipped him over to the Lakers for Michael Beasley and Ivica Zubac. Uh, Beasley will be waived. They had to clear two roster spots to do these two two-for-one trades. They really waived Marcin Gortat and the, also Milos Teodosic. So he will. They, they are both gone. They're both headed out. So um, Zubac, I, I like it. For for the Clippers, you 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 were down a center if you're gonna wave Gortat, so you know why not? This is fine, you know. Bring in Zubac and you'll let him play. So you know this is this is okay to me. I, I don't have any problem with with this one. I like Zubac better than I like Mascala, so so that's fine. So it's rumored he's gonna start too. So we'll yeah, I, I bet he does. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. They love Montrez Harrell, but they like him more off the bench. Mm-hmm. But Harrell might even start next to him at the four. You know, they, they might go that direction and bring green as the primary big off the bench. We'll, we'll, you know, I think for the Clippers, it's going to be a lot of mixing and matching the rest of this year. And, you know, and a lot of it's going to be, um, you know, giving minutes to, to these kind of veteran bigs who are, you know, kind of they're, they're, they're guys who are going to help out and protect the young guys as they're going to play a lot of lot with their young guards, uh, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Jerome Robinson, the newly acquired Landry Shamet. That'll be, you know, who they're going to play through. All right. The other team in the East we mentioned uh, made a big move. That was the Milwaukee Bucks. They, they picked up Nikola Miritich. If you, if you've listened to last, yesterday's show, from last night or you want to go back we talked about the stanley johnson jason smith trade uh or stanley johnson thon maker trade that trade never actually got completed yesterday and what what ended up being they rolled it into a three-team deal and the bucks come away with nikola miritich the pelicans get stanley johnson jason smith and i just wrote it as a bunch of second round picks and then uh detroit gets thon maker as they they originally planned so so detroit you know just kind of did what they were going to do and then the 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 uh uh, Bucks come in here and they get Nikola Miritich there. I, I need to flip my phone over and stop looking at it because every time I get a little notification, I'm like, what? I think I have like PTSD from the trade deadline of having to look <laughs> at the stupid thing every two seconds. Um, so for the Bucks, Miritich, I, I love this. Whoa, what a great, great addition for them. You know, they, Dave, Brooke Lopez is, is having a great year. You know, Splash Mountain, we all love what he's, he's doing for them. But behind him, a little shaky. DJ Wilson playing better, but you know, eh, we'll see. That can maintain. And Ersan Ilyasova just hasn't been the same guy. He's really kind of struggled this season. So I think Miritich comes in and really gives them, you know, a quality, you know, big. And I think now they've got a three-man big rotation between Giannis, Lopez, and Miritich that that's as good as any other team in the East, certainly maybe as good as any other team in the entire NBA. What do you think, Con? I mean, this I, do, I just don't understand how they pulled this off. Yeah, like, I don't either. They, they, what do they maker. get? They gave up Thon McCurr and who else? Jason Smith is mm-hmm. all they gave up. And, and they got Miritich. I think it was four second round picks. But oh, four second rounders? Okay. Yeah. So I guess if you stockpile all the seconds, maybe, <laughs> yeah. you, maybe you get there. But, yeah, I want to say two of, them, two of them are Wizards second rounders and then two of them are Bucks uh, own second rounders. So, you know, they're, they're kind of, you know, those two Wizards ones are probably pretty good um, there. But, but yeah, they're still to that point, though. It's kind of like, all right. You know, they gave up two bigs who weren't even in the rotation. You I know. mean, <laughs> yeah. and, and what, like, there's no more perfect player to put in those green boxes, Budenholzer draws on the practice court 20, 38 feet away from the rim because, <laughs> <laughs> because Miritich already takes them anyway. And yep. he's just going to be spaced out, open when Giannis drives. And he can play make and dribble off the the kind of pump fake two and drive to the rim and I just I feel like Budenholzer is going to have a great time with Miritich. Um, there, are, I think Miritich, when used right, is a really solid player and can do exactly what you want. And I think Bud is the exact guy to bring it out of him. With Jan- like, it's just the perfect player for almost nothing. The Bucks, I, I, that's crazy how they did that. 
Yeah, I also think you want know, one thing for any Bucks fans listening. Uh, at least once every couple weeks, Meritich will either lose you a game or put you in danger because he'll have one of those nights where he's like, I'm going to shoot it from 50 feet and, mm-hmm. you know, just fire it all over the court and do crazy stuff and take off balance, you know, one legged fallaways falling out of bounds. But you take the good with the bad because the other, you know, five nights in those two weeks, he's going to be really good for you and win you games. So, you know, you just, you just want to be careful with, with, with that. Pete, I want to look at the Pelicans side. So mm-hmm. they, they get Stanley Johnson here. That's a oh, Stanley Johnson and a bunch of seconds. That's a pretty good return for a player. They were going to lose no matter what. It's not, it's, you know, it's not, it's, it's not an upgrade, but it's good. Yeah. It's an upgraded small forward because now you don't have to play each one more, you know, out of position, so to speak. And, you know, I like his defensive versatility um, there. Obviously, he doesn't have the greatest, you know, lane, so to speak, and he can't really shoot it that great, but he's he's athletic enough that I think that he can show, you know, some flashes um, in New Orleans that I don't think he was going to get as much of a chance in Milwaukee. And it also showed that um, New Orleans is in, even though Rand, Julius Randle was kind of rumored to be out there, I think they are maybe committed to keeping him now. So, I mean, if you're going to play Anthony Davis, it's good to have a you know trio. You've got um, Randall, um, Stanley Johnson, and then Anthony Davis there with you know Holiday. And if they can ever get Alfred Payton back healthy, I mean that's decent. Had they all you know had this trade happen earlier and everybody was healthy and you didn't have the AD um, situation, I, obviously the Pelicans on paper would have been a a playoff team, but. You know, maybe it's something to salvage as far as the season for Stanley Johnson. He can play out the rest of the year, play well, and hopefully get some, you know, look from other teams if the Pelicans decide to to move him elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that that's I like that piece for them for, you know, to add Johnson and see see what he can do. We already talked about the Pistons with Maker the other day, so so we're we're gonna move on here. But guys, breaking news is the all star draft is fully complete and released. Have you seen it, either one of you? Yes, I have, I have it in front of me. Oh, okay. It's wild. All right. So Pete, you <laughs> haven't seen it? I have, yes. Oh, Le- you did see yeah, it. Okay. LeBron I mean LeBron seen God. Well, did, I, I just how you know, did Giannis I, do that? Like, how did Giannis end up with every player that really shouldn't be an All Star? Yeah, then, all those bigs too. I'm like, like this is not Vucevic, not... Lowry, Middleton, and D'Angelo Russell all on his team. Like, and everyone on LeBron's team is a if, legitimate All Star. If only wanna, LeBron if they, was the GM of the Lakers, and they could have somehow magically pulled off and fleeced Del Demps. Right, and then I like that they made the the Ben Simmons. Uh, for uh, for Russell Westbrook trade. Oh yeah, um, I, think, I think that's funny. You know, and hey, LeBron picks Wade in the uh, the Legends round or whatever the heck we want to call it. So, all right, that, that's that's enough time on that. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to do a whole pot on it, Keith? No, I don't think so. Bradley <laughs> Beal was the final pick, and uh, Bradley Beal campaigned for that to be chosen last. So, you know, good for him. All right, the other team in in the top of the West uh, kind of quadrant. Of top four teams there, the Philadelphia 76ers, we broke down in depth their trade of uh, for Tobias Harris. They made a couple other moves today. The little one, James Ennis, I like it. They gave up second round swap rates. Ennis will come in and help them, you know, as a backup wing. And then they added some more wing help for by getting Jonathan Simmons from the Orlando Magic. In that trade, though, Pete, they gave up your guy, the wonder kid, Markel Fultz. The 76ers basically saying, you know what, it's time for a change of scenery here. Let's move on. I've seen some Sixers fans across Twitter who are really, really mad about this. Where do you come across on this trade? I mean, I feel like with Fultz, it was going to be something that if he did come back and he was healthy, great. But I don't think the trust was there anymore from Fultz's side. And then the 76ers had a lot of questions about, like, why is this stuff getting leaked to the media? Like, you know, your your mom's kind of getting involved. There's all these different, you know, rumors. And, and then there's the pressure from the outside fans that they should have taken, you know, Tatum instead of Foltz and just all this scrutiny there. And you also have to look at it as you made moves, you know, to bring in Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris. Those are win-now moves. Those aren't moves to say, all right, well, we'll bring Foltz in. Let's, you know, reincorporate him, you know, incorporate him in to the backup point guard spot and see how it works out. Let's drag this out even more like that can't happen. So, 
you know, it was time to let Fultz go. Orlando needs a point guard. You know, there's less media there. Keith, obviously you're there, you know, you'll, you'll get to keep me updated on, you know, Fultz a little bit, um, you know, maybe behind the scenes. And I just, I feel like with Fultz, like now he has a chance to really kind of, I guess rejuvenate his career, even though he really hasn't gotten started with less pressure. So we'll see what happens. You know, if it's, if it's good for Orlando, you know, and it turns out, you know, that he, um, comes back healthy. Great. It's a, it's a, you know, buy low move, but I think it also helps the Sixers right now because what they needed was that guard death. And with Jonathan Simmons, you know, he can defend, he can score a little bit. Um, you know, he's versatile enough to play the shooting guard and small forward spot. So, you know, checks all the boxes there for the Sixers. Yeah, absolutely. I, I you know, I think Simmons is going to help. It's, it's, I think he's kind of, he's been off the um, map. So I think it is going to be um, a little, uh, he's been a little forgotten. But what he did for the Spurs, Spurs used to regularly throw him on uh, James Harden and just say, go, you know, now no one can really defend James Harden, but I think it's really uh Yo, yo, interesting. Um, yo, there that that I think 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 he's gonna help people more than um, yo, a lot of people really are thinking about and considering uh, as we as we go here. So so it'll be really uh, yo, interesting um, to watch that play out. And then obviously I want to talk about Fultz to Orlando. Some this is the kind of move the Magic. There's no risk here. Simmons was no longer in the rotation. The first, a lot of people, they gave up a first round pick. It's a top 20 protected pick from OKC. So unless you really think they're going to fall apart. Um, and if you do, you're not going to get it. So we're at, at worst, you gave up the 21st pick. So whatever, if he gets back at all, then you start to feel really, really good about, um, you know, where they're at, you know, as far as, you know, what they gave up to get Marco Fultz. I think he's going to be really, really, um, you know, solid, um, there. So it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, for, for Philly, I've seen a lot of the, you know, oh, well, they traded Jason Tatum and a pick, you know, for Jonathan said that's, you can't chain it together that way. It doesn't no. really work that way. You know, circumstances change and, and if Fultz, Con, I, w- I want to bring you in on this. Do you think Fultz can get back to the guy we all thought he was going to be and what, what we hope he was going to be for the, um you know, coming into the draft when he was the consensus number one pick? Well, it's such an odd injury that, I mean, I, whatever I say is a complete guess. Like if, if he comes, if he can get over the injury and there's no more like nerve, like damage or whatever it is, I, I don't want to say nerve damage, but like whatever is wrong with the shoulder and the chest area there. If, if it gets all better, then I don't see why not. Um, and maybe he's just like a little bit worse than he was. Like The upside of a potential unanimous number one pick on your team, even if it's a huge risk and there's a very small chance that he actually gets back to that, is completely worth the risk for a team like the Magic who are only dependent on their draft picks right now. Um, they're not really going to lure a big free agent. And they obviously couldn't make huge trades in the trade market because everyone that they have that other teams want are the people that they want to keep and everyone else is a bad contract. So this is the best they could do and it is by far the best they could do. Yeah, absolutely. It is, um, you know, I think when we look at for, for the Magic, it, this is a way back to relevancy. Yeah, without giving a whole heck of a lot up here, I think that's going to be really important for them. I think it'll be really, uh, you know, this is the chance. It's it's out of the spotlight for Fultz. You know, this is my adopted hometown. This is where I live is Orlando. And, you know, this is a place there's not a ton of media here. It's usually me and about seven other guys. Um, You know, so he's not going to have all that. You know, no, no one's going to be outside of probably me and those seven other guys he's not gonna have a hundred people filming every jump shot he takes and you know uh, zooming in on him in the background while you're talking to somebody else and all these other things so i think it'll be really good to see him you know 
kind of get back on track with what he can be. And if he can even be, you know, anything resembling what we thought he might be, that is a massive win for the um, Orlando Magic. You know, again, for, you know, a first round pick, a second round pick that's, I don't even want to get into it. It's so confusing. And then for, um, you know, just that. So that'll be really, uh, you know, good, good stuff for the, um, you know, for the uh, for the magic there. Hopefully, Fultz get gets back and you know, and if if you're anybody else, you know, Philly fans or anybody else, root for this guy. You know, hope hope he gets back. Hope he figures it out. You know, and get gets back to the to the player he is. We we really don't want him to be uh, you know, uh, anything where you know we're we're kind of sitting there saying like, oh, you know, you know, too bad he didn't do that for us or anything like that. Just you know, let's let's be good and try to really get this kid, um, you know, back on track. All right, I want to pause for a minute to remind you this is the NBA Front Office Show. We are brought to you by CLNS Media. Check out all their great podcasts. If you're a Patriots fan, CLNS had everything covered all season long, including all the way through the Super Bowl. They've also got fantastic Celtics coverage and then general college and NBA coverage as well. Check out everything over at CLNS Media, um, who we are happy to be linked up with and to be a part of. Now, going all along with the trades, guys, I want to follow up. The, the Grizzlies and Clippers just announced. That's it. Green and Temple for Bradley. There's nothing else in that trade. So. Mm. Who knows? I, I I don't get it. It, it. You know, I don't know. So someone will have some some kind of smart article that will explain it all. It's not even us. bad for either. It's just like kind of it's just confusing. Yeah, it's just weird for, yeah, for both teams. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, <laughs> That's the best way to put it. All right, we're gonna go through these next ones rapid fire here. Is we're gonna wrap up because quite frankly, I gotta go watch Celtics Lakers. We do still actually play basketball on the court in the NBA during. The- <laughs> It's not just all happening in uh, spreadsheets and in conference rooms and things like that. So, all right. So rapid fire here, Cleveland, Houston, Sacramento, a three team trade that delivered Cleveland gets Marquise, Chris, Brandon Knight, and a lottery protected first from Houston. That's going to convey this year, unless the Rockets completely fall apart. Houston gets Amon Schumpert, uh, Nick Stauskas and Wade Baldwin, the fourth briefly there. They traded them on to, to Indiana. <laughs> Those poor guys, Portland to Cleveland to Houston to Indiana. And now they're both going to get waived. And I made a joke on Twitter. We, do we even know if these two guys like each other? I mean, they, they've been together so much, you know, crisscrossing the country here and then the sacramento kings pick up alec burks um in, in this this deal so so kings add a depth piece and burks kind of replaces shumpert shumpert really is replaced by by harrison barnes but then burks steps in there i think think that's a nice pickup for the kings it gives them them a guy you know that they add houston gets that three and d guy that they've really wanted they've kind of had their eye on shumpert for a while and now now they add him in there and then cleveland you get they they did the right thing they're going to get another first round pick for eating brandon knight then they take a shot on marquise chris he's you know hasn't shown much but you know maybe he's the you know latest of late bloomers so so Pete, any quick thoughts on this one for any one of these three teams um i mean barks could could help in sacramento i don't know about anything else for the for the other guys it's kind of sad to to say with um stauskas and, and baldwin because they were already kind of you know, fringe. I know Stauskas had a couple of good games for Portland this year, but I don't know. Like I, I was kind of looking around to see landing spots for them and, and I'm still kind of trying to figure that out, but it's yeah, tough. I, to, yeah. They're going to be probably in the G league, maybe 10 days, yeah. you know, Baldwin, maybe if a point guard gets hurt, Stauskas, if someone's looking for shooting and then you'll have to work their way back through camp invites or something like that. Um, yeah. Con, you got anything uh, on this one? You like Schumper for Houston? I mean, yeah, it's the exact type of player mold that they were looking for, and Shumper's been having a good year, so I'm happy he can uh, cap it off with a nice run for the playoffs. Yeah, you know, he's going to, in effect, replace James Ennis, who just never quite worked out for for the Rockets this season. I think it was weird that they just kind of gave up on Ennis, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, you know, I mean, I get it after they got Shumper, but, you know, they kind of gave up on him really early in the season, and then he got hurt, and... You know, I've always kind of liked James Ennis, so you know, hopefully he'll help Philly, you know, in their their uh, you know, rotation there as a you know, bench shooter. Kind of maybe he takes the Landry Shamit role 
um, there in Philly. So, so we'll see. All right. And then we mentioned Baldwin and Stauskas are going to go to the Pacers. Pacers are going to waive both of them. Pacers are going to add Wesley Matthews, who's going to be bought out by the New York Knicks. It sounds like he is locked in to go to Indiana. They have, um, he has, uh, ties to Nate McMillan from their days together with the Portland Trailblazers and Indiana can also offer a lot of minutes with Victor Oladipo out. The New Orleans Pelicans, they did, didn't swing the big trade uh, for Anthony Davis. They swung a uh, lesser big but still big trade for Nikola Mirotic. And then they helped the Washington Wizards get out of the luxury tax by trading for Markeith Morris. And they also picked up a 2023 Washington second-round pick in exchange for Wesley Johnson. This isn't going to matter for either one of these teams other than Washington gets out of the luxury tax and New Orleans gets the second because Morris is likely to be bought out by the Pelicans and Johnson, he's probably going to get bought out by the Wizards, but doesn't matter. He's not going to, he, he has not had an impact really since his Syracuse days on the basketball court. Sacramento and Portland linked up for a uh, pr- pretty minor big man swap, but Caleb Swanigan goes to the Kings. Scalabissier goes to Portland. I like it for Portland. I think Scal's got more upside than Swanigan. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's a chance he can help Pete. It sounds like you feel the same way. Yeah, he can stretch the floor, which Swanigan can't as as well. And block um, some shots. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just, I like the fit better. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think especially if they move on from uh, Myers Leonard, you know, now you've got, Labissier can step in you know, more than Swanigan can. Uh, we already mentioned the Celtics traded Jabari Bird to the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks and Grizzlies linked up there. Tyler Dorsey, we'll see. And then the Brooklyn Nets picked up Greg Monroe. Um, and now, but it sounds like they're going to waive Monroe. They did cut Mitch Creek's 10 day contract short to bring in uh, Monroe. I would not be surprised if Creek is the guy who comes back. I think Brooklyn really kind of likes their team. You know, I think they'll they'll investigate the buyout market and see if there's anything there for them, and we'll go. So let's talk about the buyout guys very, very quickly. Wes Matthews, he sounds like he's ticketed to Indiana. Robin Lopez, now it was mentioned months ago by my Yahoo Sports colleague Chris Haynes that Lopez, or about a month ago, that he wants to be bought out, wants to join the Golden State Warriors. I don't see any reason why that would be any different. Um, that seems to be you know a really good fit for both sides there uh con you think that's where lopez ultimately lands um yeah i i don't see why every team not not every team but he's the ideal backup big i think uh he can be the big body against the you know lumbering bigs against anyone and warriors could use him yeah absolutely yeah there's a bunch of teams that could 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 uh you know go after Lopez, but I think he makes a lot of sense there uh for the Warriors behind Demarcus Cousins. Uh Wayne Ellington is gonna be bought out. He's probably gonna be arguably the hottest name on the buyout market. I think you know a lot of teams are always looking for shooting and Ellington can still do that. I know Philadelphia would love to have him. Pete, where where do you think Ellington lands? His preference is LA or Philly. Yeah. Um yeah. I'm hoping it's Philly and they just eat Justin Patton's contract. Um, I mean, that would be ideal because I think even though we got Ennis, um, you know, in there, I just don't think we have have enough shooting, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it, it would work out well. I don't like the Pistons fit. I've, I've seen that, that they're aggressive. Yeah. I don't know that I like that for, for Wayne Ellington, but I kind of laughed about that too. Cause if you're the Pistons, why don't you just keep Reggie Bullock? Yeah, that's right. Uh, all right, then Ennis Cantor, he has already been waived by the New York Knicks. He's going to look to catch on. There's some rumors of maybe the Celtics. Uh, I don't know. Um, they went through that with Greg Monroe with a big who can't really do much but rebound and score occasionally near the rim. But but we'll see. Aaron Baines is out for you know through the All Star break, so maybe yeah we'll see there. Michael Beasley, he's going to be waived. I almost said Malik. Um, he's too good to be bought out. Um, Michael Beasley is going to be waived by the Clippers. We'll see where he goes. Shelvin Mack. He'll be a guy. He'll be one. He'll be that guy who pops up on a playoff team when they need you know a third point guard um, for depth due to injuries. Ben I can Mac- see Toronto for for Shelvin Mack. Yeah, that's a good good call. Yeah, I like that one. I can a lot of these guys for Toronto. Um, yeah. You know, to be be quite honest, uh, you know, so Mac, that, that's a good one. I, I really like that one, Pete. Good, good one there. Ben McLemore is going to give get waived by the Sacramento Kings. The Kings saying they're letting him go so he can catch on somewhere else if he couldn't make it there. Can he make Cleveland. it anywhere? I think yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Could could be. Yeah. Uh, uh, Zach Randolph has been waived by the Dallas Mavericks. 
I don't know if anybody's going to take a run at Zebo. He you know, hasn't played all season. You know, I think it's probably done, but maybe he goes to Toronto too and you know closes it out with his buddy Marc Gasol there in Brady. A little, little grit and grind gone north. Uh, Martin Gortat, you know, waved in earlier today in that trade where the Clippers, um, you know, made or Clippers made a couple trades there. He's a guy who will have interest. He he wants to go to the Warriors. I think they'd rather have Robin Lopez. I would rather have Robin Lopez. Gortat, quite frankly, hasn't looked very good this year. We'll see if Greg Monroe gets a shot from somebody. And then we got to close it out. Carmelo Anthony is rumored to be joining the Los Angeles uh. Lakers. Uh, when the Lakers have uh, cleared out um, uh, roster spot and ready to go there. So that one is, uh, yeah, that's just what the Lakers need. So, all right, Con trade deadline, crazy. Did it live up to your expectations? Yes, it did. Uh, <laughs> I would, I mean, I thought there would be a lot of moves, so many rumors um, and so many trade talks that were already discussed. I am surprised, as I mentioned yesterday, I really thought AD would be traded because I thought that was the best thing for the Pelicans. I guess not. Um, so that's the only thing that I'm a little bit, uh, I wouldn't say disappointed because it was a fun trade deadline, but I thought that they could have gotten the best package that they could now. And now Danny Ainge just has the opportunity to not give Jason Tatum um, and stir the pot a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to go on record right now. I think on July whatever day the moratorium ends, the Celtics announce a new contract for Kyrie Irving, a new full max deal, and they announce a trade that is agreed to at the draft, but has is executed that day um, when the moratorium ends. That brings Anthony Davis in to a Boston Celtics uniform, and Jason Tatum is still in Boston. That's going to be my prediction. I'm not going to move I, off that. I agree that's exactly 100%. I, I don't think that Danny Ainge is going to give up Jason Tatum, and that's why I think that it was a mistake for Dale Demps to take that gamble. I know that a lot of people aren't high on, you know, around the league on Ingram and, and you know, Ball and, and Kuzma and all those guys as much as they are the, the Celtics bundle package that, you know, is supposed to be this, you know, grandioso <laughs> offer. If you're not getting Tatum, like it's that, I mean, Dell Demps might more than likely not have a, a job, so to speak, because I don't really know. If you're not getting Tatum to me, I would have just taken the Lakers offer. But And there's a chance Dell Demps isn't even the one who gets to make this trade. True. You know, he, he might be gone. Maybe Joe Two. Dumars will be in there. We'll see. And you know what? And I think if you could get them to go on record and admit it, or really, or even off the record, I think Philly, Toronto, and Milwaukee also believe this is what's going to happen. And I think that's part of their motivation to do what they did here at the deadline is if we're going to get there, we got to get there now because Boston may not give us a chance after this year. They're, they're going to be poised to you know, be the favorites going forward. So so we'll see. You know, We're going to break all that down and more as we come at you guys. We, we built up to the trade deadline, and it was awesome. And now we're going to get through the buyout season here. That'll probably be a lot of what we talk about. But just a couple of people asked, so what, what happens now? No, no trades or anything. We'll talk about the league in general. We'll go back to doing our divisions of the week in talk about where every team sits but then what we'll start doing is as teams are officially eliminated from the playoffs we will start doing our off-season previews and when we do an off-season preview you know we will talk about every single free agent on the roster targets for this team what they should do what we like what they're set up to do all these kind of things um we will all start to transition a little bit we're all more nba guys but we'll all start kind of keeping an eye here on the nba draft over the next couple of months as we head into the ncaa tournament and the like there as we, we build up so lots of great stuff still coming for you here on the front off show i want to thank my co-host pete toll for joining me pete where can everybody find you on twitter you can find me at Pete Toll MBA. So it's P E T E T O A L M B A. And Con, where can everybody find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Iconic, I K A A N I C, and then our podcast at The Bench Mob NBA. And then, Con, you're going to do the trade deadline all over again, right? Yes. Um, in Boston, February 28th, Thursday before the Sloan Conference, no affiliation. Um, the University of Amherst or Massachusetts at Amherst and myself are doing a mock trade deadline live event. So if you're in the Boston area, reach out on Twitter. DMs are open. It'll be fun. If you like this pop, love that event. Um, just hit me up. 
Yeah, no doubt. If you're coming in for Sloan, you don't have any. Trust me, I've I lived in Boston most of my life. There's nothing to do on Boston on a Thursday night in the middle of February. You know, go go uh, go to Con's event now. Have a uh, nerd out for for the day doing some NBA trade talk. Again, I am Keith Smith. You can find my written work at Yahoo Sports, Real GM, and Celtics specific coverage over at Celtics Blog. This has been the NBA Front Off Show, brought to you by CLNS Media, and we will talk to you next time. plug you put the plug in the drain right ah it's on the dock there's a reason they say curse like a sailor Ah, many reasons progressive's boat insurance has you covered quote today at progressive.com progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates and now an ad from dad save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with progressive Tell you another way to save money. Don't buy those uh, expensive coffees every morning, you know. Then you can save up for a, I don't know, really nice dress shirt. I'm just saying. It's great that you feel comfortable here at work, but, you know, an adult could walk in. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.